Hey, boys and girls, welcome back to the Success 101 podcast. We've got an awesome show coming your way. We're going to be talking today with my good friend, Dr. Wade Lightheart, who is all about the brain and body connection and how probiotics and how gut bacteria truly influence or harm our pursuit to peak performance. Speaking of gut bacteria, I've talked a ton on this show about your gut biome, the ecosystem of bacteria and microorganisms that lives in your GI tract, your gut, plainly put. I've covered how to balance your gut bacteria for better performance and probiotics for muscle gain, weight loss, even allergies, which we have horrible this time of year here in Dallas, Texas. And it turns out that your gut bacteria affect your thinking and your thought processes and your thought recognition and cognition as well. So researchers have aptly begun to call the gut biome your second brain. This show today is brought to you by an incredible meal replacement shake that really helps to fight gut bacteria and the war that it ravages on your brain every day because of all the crap we put into our body, especially here in America in our Western diet where we don't eat the things that we should, Ample is here to help. If you've listened to this show for very long, you know that Ample was a game changer for me, not only based on its incredible ingredients, but also the fact of how quick and easy it is. Pour a little milk, a little water, a little cold brew coffee in this thing, and you are out the door. And it rocks and fuels your brain and body for peak performance all day long. You know I only endorse things that I believe in, and Ample has truly been a game changer in my life on my pursuit to peak performance and even in improving and regulating my gut biome, which is the second brain. If we're going to get to higher levels of peak performance, it doesn't happen by default. It happens by design, and there is nothing more important than the brain to get us there. I want you to go log into success101podcast.com forward slash ample. That's A-M-P-L-E. There is nothing else out there on the market like it, which contains healthy fats, quality proteins, probiotics, fiber and prebiotics, plant-based micronutrients, clean burning carbohydrates, all packaged up into a simple 400 or 600 calorie shake that you can grab on your way out the door each morning. Let's redesign your breakfast. Let's get you guys on Ample. Again, head to success101podcast.com forward slash Ample. You're going to get 15% off your order over there and your brain and your body will be thanking you for doing so. Also, ladies and gentlemen, speaking about things that help us stay in a state of high performance, would you think that wine would ever be something that's talked about When reaching a state of higher performance, when staying in ketosis, well, now it can. And there are a ton of health leaders who love this wine as well. It's not just me. Names like Mark Sisson from Primal Blueprint, Dave Asprey from Bulletproof, Abel James from The Fat-Burning Man, Dr. Dominic D'Agostino, who has a ton of research on ketosis. If there's anybody that can tell you about this wine and how it helps you stay in a state of ketosis, even after a full bottle, it's Dr. Dominic D'Agostino. Rob Wolf, ton of work on being in a ketogenic state. He had an awesome episode recently with Joe Rogan, if you guys haven't checked it out. JJ Virgin, my friend Chris Kresser, and many more, and including me, have really latched on to what Dry Farm Wines has created, and I'm so excited about this product to bring it out to you guys. And you can enjoy this wine without headaches or hangovers, and you heard me correctly earlier, you can stay in a state of ketosis even after a full bottle of wine. I call it science wine. And I don't want to ever start a podcast without my bottle of Dry Farm Wines. Ah, The taste is amazing. You guys have to check it out for yourself. Mm. Those are real fermented grapes. So guys, I want you to go enjoy the night without sacrificing the morning. The morning is the time we have to be in peak performance. And if you want to go enjoy some amazing wine without the side effects, it's got to be Dry Farm Wines. Head to dryfarmwines.com forward slash success 101 
And it gets even better, guys. You're going to be able to claim your penny bottle of wine. That's right. In your wine order that you get, one of those bottles will be a penny bottle of wine. Again, head to success101podcast.com forward slash success101 to grab your discount and your penny bottle of wine. And go listen to my episode with CEO of Dry Farm Wines, Todd White, somewhere around episode 202, I believe. 202, 203, somewhere right in there. And enjoy. Now, guys, on to our episode today with my friend, Dr. Wade Lightheart. Wade's going to teach us all about the gut and body connection, which goes along with Ample, which goes along with Dry Farm Wines, which goes along with Blue Apron, everybody that brings this show to you. I was really excited to get Wade on the show because of all the peak performance things I talked to you guys about, how the brain and body work together, and how trillions of bacteria, good bacteria, in your gut really mean all the difference in the world between peak performance and having a pretty crappy day. We can't wing this stuff, guys. We've got to design it. And Wade's company will help you do that, as you'll hear on the show today. Bioptimization, he calls it. Not only boosting your brain and energy, as I mentioned, but also flooding your muscles with all 22 amino acids from organic plant proteins. Wade graciously shipped me out an entire box of these enzymes, their whole collection, after we recorded this podcast. And I can tell you that everything he says on this podcast today is absolutely 100% true as to how you get your gut regulated, your brain regulated. If you want to hit higher levels of peak performance, then stay tuned. We've got a good one for you here today. So let's jump right into my show with Dr. Wade Lightheart. New concepts and ideas to help you reach your full potential. Reach your full potential. Reach your full potential. Small win, small win, small win. Keep your momentum going. The Success 101 Podcast. Welcome to the Success 101 Podcast. This is your host, Jared Warren. And each episode, my goal is to bring you a new concept or idea to help you maximize your full potential. Thanks for joining me here today. Now let's kick things off. So wait, at this point, you're pretty, I know you do a lot of different things as it relates to health around the brain and body, but you're pretty much all plant-based now, right? Is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. And it's been an evolution. And I'm certainly not one of those vigilante vegetarians or anything. <laughs> That's not my, that was not my goal or my practice. It's just what I've found has worked best for me over the evolution of starting out as a, a boy in Canadian, in, in Canada, in rural Canada, shooting you know, wild game and all that stuff. And growing up, you kind of in a farming type community where we had, you know, raised animals and killed them and then hunted and fished and all that sort of stuff to evolving into a bodybuilding diet, into a health performance diet, and then to what we have today. So I always believe that maintaining flexibility and openness to what might be your body's needs at any given time uh, is important. Yeah, I'd mentioned my wife and I just got back from five days up in Canada. And you're right, it is just kind of the rugged outdoor, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people up there that are following that same plan. But you don't think of a lot of people when it comes to living on the land and doing those sort of things saying, yeah, I'm going to get a little bit older and then just do all plant based diets. But maybe it's more common than I think. You know, it's just the journey that I was on. And when I started doing that, it was very rare and it was quite difficult. Uh, it's a lot easier now with the, you know, the cultivation of, of food products and supplement products and all that sort of stuff to fortify your diet on any deficiencies that someone might have. So uh, I like to think I was one of the pioneers, certainly in the athletic community. And now it's just becoming more common. Um, 
it's as the population grows on the planet. Yeah. And the thing that's a little bit hard for people listening in is you hear so many different things. I mean, so much today is being said about the carnivore diet and you look at some of those people and they swear by it, but then you check their blood and it's sometimes it's not good. You know, it just depends on what else they've had going on previously in life. Or sometimes you've got people that are vegan so much around the last several years about vegan and people going vegan. And then you look at the nutrition around that and it's like, okay, sometimes that's not so good. And then you get the plant-based and people say, well, you can't get enough protein. I think that's where a lot of confusion comes in. And maybe you can clear up some of that as someone who really went from being all around eater and then being, you know, three-time Canadian natural bodybuilding champion. You've really done a deep dive, much more than we'll probably cover here today in the nutrition world, especially as it relates to gut health and the brain and the body. But why don't we kick it off there? What led you to the plant-based diet only? How hard was that to switch into back during a time where it wasn't as easy as it is today? And then what do you think the advantage is for you personally? What have you felt and seen through your own research or blood testing or anything you've done on the plant diet versus maybe some other people you know who I don't know if swear by other things is the right phrase to use, but they just really believe in other types of diets. Where do you think you have the edge and why do you stick to that still today? Oh, great question. And I'll try and summarize the evolution if I can and then why I led to that and and and, and how we got there. So basically, as I said, I, I got into exercise and performance and and as a young man in, in my teens, I got into the sport of bodybuilding, which of course, which is a heavy protein requirements and, you know, reading Arnold Schwarzenegger books and all that sort of stuff and lifting and training and going and studying exercise physiology and nutrition at university and then eventually mentoring. And all that led uh, through a long journey that ended up uh, me competing for Canada at the Mr. Universe contest. And after the Mr. Universe contest. And how old were you at that time? I was, so that was in 2003. So I'd be 31 years old uh, at that time. So a long journey to get there. I certainly didn't have great genetics or anything like that for the sport, but I had uh, a lot of curiosity, discipline, and desire. And that got me to the world class level. I'd say there's another level of athlete above me <laughs> that I would say the, the people that were the, the victors at that point, but that's a little bit on genetics, but I could get to the best of the world. After that contest, I gained 42 pounds of fat and water in 11 weeks. Not to mention training up to that contest. I was on a contest diet for about 11 straight months. At the last six months, I felt terrible. I was aching. I was tired. I had brain fog. Um, you know, you, you look at the pictures look great and people go, wow, you're so fit and so athletic. And I was very fit, but I wasn't healthy. And then the whole house came crashing down. And at that point, I was introduced to a medical doctor who had treated a variety of people and, uh, and a host of conditions. And he was taking people who were literally dying and rebuilding them. And he used enzymes and probiotics and, and, you know, plant-based diet and stuff like that. And I said, well, I'm, I'm just going to do this. Cause he I asked him, I said, well, what happened? I'm following the best advice. I got the best training coaches. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. Uh, how did I end up? He says, Wade, you learned how to build a body from the outside in, but you never learned how to build the body from the inside out. And that just hit me. And I said, you know what? He's right. And so I mentored under him and I'm a big believer in mentorship. Uh, if you want to produce a different result, find someone who's producing that result, follow them, learn from them, and then and then extract what you need and move on to the next. And so I did his program. I did all these enzymes and probiotics. I went on a plant-based diet. and was like, bingo, my body transformed. And I felt great. And I started working with a, a variety of students from around the world, ended up over 15,000 clients over a long period of time. And I got to gather a lot of data. And I wasn't advocating a plant-based diet. 
I was simply looking at what's right for individuals. And now we know that genetics and epigenetics and environment and food access all are related to that. But the one thing that kept shining So wait, through, let me stop you there for one second, if you don't mind. Why were you not, you just said you were not advocating a plant-based diet, even though it sounds like, I know you're summarizing here, but it sounds like you pretty much went cold turkey and started that type of lifestyle underneath this doctor's guidance. Why were you not advocating it to others? Well, because- First off, there is a huge genetic individuality. I'll give you an example. My business partner, the co-founder of our company, Bioptimizers, he's on a ketogenic diet. He just does not process or metabolize carbohydrates very well. He does much better on fats. And for myself, I don't do that well on fats. And we founded a company together. So what I've learned with all the different types of people and genetics and stuff, the reason why there's so much confusion is because what works for Bob might not work for Mary. And what happens is we tend to form, as humans are, these little kind of tribalistic societies where we get what's called confirmation bias. We reaffirm the biases that we have and oftentimes we'll avoid the important components that we might not be paying attention. And that's where having an expert team on your Uh, on your side, you know, whether that's naturopathic doctors, medical doctors, chiropractors, nutritionists, all these types of things that you can look at the body from a variety of different angles and ultimately optimize what you're trying to achieve as far as physical performance and yet still staying flexible enough because as we go through this process of aging and we all are, sometimes our needs will change Uh, reflective of our environment, reflective of uh, physiological changes, and representative of maybe different goals in life, you know? So like, uh, for example, let's say you're into, you know, training long distance, you're probably going to have a different diet than someone who's training for a power sport. Uh, and, and so someone who is trying to perform at the highest levels, maybe from an intellectual level, like a, an executive or business person who has massive demands, a little bit of time, they might do better on something like intermittent fasting. Uh, some people will use a lot of nutritional supplements. Some people won't, but it all comes down to one thing. And this is the one thing that's universal. No matter what diet you have, there's a meme out there that I think is confusing a lot of people. And that is you are what you eat. And I would say this. You are what you digest, absorb, and utilize. And in the initial stages, we will do better on specific diets based on the condition and well-being of our digestive system. And eventually, those diets will not serve us. And that comes down to how our digestive functioning works, which related to three specific areas, enzymes, hydrochloric acid, and probiotic levels. And at some point in time, we're all going to run into challenges around that regardless of the diet. So I said, well, let's go into and address those issues. And we've been able to produce results in people for the last 15 years. Man, that's such a smart way and a really backwards way. It kind of flies in the face of what a lot of people, you know, so much of what you believe, whether it's on social media or on whatever platform you're creating out there is a lot of it's driven by emotion, right? You, You have something that works or you have something that you hear that you think would work. And then you're, you're yelling from the rooftops about, oh, this new great thing, not knowing if that's going to be the right fit for everybody, right? And I know a lot of people who talk about plant-based diets, the pros, and you can fill in the blanks here on any of this before we dive into more of the scientific part, which is where I think you're going with some of the research and help that you guys give out there. But some of the pros for someone who's never tried this, you said you don't do well with fat. So they're low in saturated fat. They're free of cholesterol for the most part, rich in fiber, vitamins, minerals, but also just helping with things like, especially with guys, heart disease, hypertension, diabetes, digestive, which is a lot of your work. 
obesity, those sort of things. But then you get the cons where people say, well, here's why that probably won't work. You're pretty much saying goodbye to animal products like lean meat, dairy products, milk, yogurt, all those sort of things. People are going to say, well, I can't get enough protein through that. But I know other plant-based diet people who say, no, there's plenty of protein. You just got to figure out where to utilize it. Was it a cold turkey start for you where you went from doing all these other things to just completely changing to the plant-based diet? How does someone start testing and integrating if they're not sure what should be right for them when there's so much noise out there? Well, I think for for the person listening, they want to get a professional in their environment, and that is a, a really high quality nutritionist or a naturopathic doctor who are schooled in those particular areas and can do testing to look at your personal genetics your lifestyle and what you're trying to achieve. And that's why I said at the start of this, I'm not advocating any particular diet um, because I couldn't possibly navigate all the different varieties of people who are listening to this at any given point in time. You need to get professional integration and trying to figure it out on your own. You can do that, but I would recommend that you can, if you want to get there faster, get a pro in your environment. And that's true of anything. Second thing I would say to answer your question directly, how did I get started? Well, I read a book called The Holy Science, and it was a book written by an Indian Swami, if you can believe it. And he talked about your nervous system and had responsiveness and all this stuff. And it was radical jarring. And he was advocating choosing a simple diet, but he also advocating a plant-based diet. And I said, well, that's kind of interesting. Why don't I give that a try for, I'll try it for a couple weeks. And so I did it for two weeks, did an experience, just all plants. I said, well, you know, I felt pretty good. I didn't dry up and blow away and my muscles didn't dissolve like people kind of visualize. And I went, let's go two more weeks. And I did that. And then I said, well, let's go a month. And I did that. And at that time, we had gone two months. And I was like, yeah, I just don't think I'm going to do this anymore. I discovered later on that there were some challenges inside of that. And I learned through testing and unfortunately trial and error. And at that time, there wasn't a lot of plant protein products available out there. There was almost no plant proteins. The only things I had was like soy. And I'm not a big advocate of a lot of soy just because of the phytoestrogens and all the enzyme inhibitors and also a lot of it's genetically modified. So I don't know how absorbable and utilizable it is here in North America. If you go to Asia and stuff, you can get a lot better products. They've been using that stuff for a long time and they ferment them and break down that. But for most people listening in North America, that's not the case. But what I did find is I had to get as much protein as I could from a very low protein diet. And you got to realize I'm, I'm competing against competitors who are having, you know, 250, 300, 350 grams a day. They're, you know, training four hours a day as we all are at that level. And I was like, how do I compete at that level when I'm eating like, you know, 75 grams? And that led me to looking at, well, how do we actually break down protein? Because what we really need is amino acids. And from that, uh, I discovered, you know, the use of enzymes. And then particularly, I I cultivated and developed my own proteolytic enzyme base with my partner, Matt Gallant. And uh, we got into breaking down of how to digest, absorb, and utilize and get more protein out of what I was doing. Now, ultimately, that ended up starting a company. And then what we found out is the people with all these different health challenges started using our products that weren't into sports or bodybuilding or anything. And that led to a role in the 
American Anti-Cancer Institute. So we started off with a toaster and ended up with a rocket ship. Wow, that's pretty awesome. And you are, as I mentioned in the intro, you're the advisor to the American Cancer Institute and your book out there, Staying Alive in a Toxic World, talks a lot about this. I think the company you were just referring to, that's Bio-Optimizers, right? That you started with Matt. Yeah. Yeah, we'll link all that up in the show notes as well so you guys can find it. I think it's just so interesting. I follow the work of a lot of different people and you know, your fellow Canadian, uh, Jordan Peterson, was on an episode the other day talking about his daughter who had at a very early age... Uh, onset arthritis and went through, you know, all this stuff, hip replacement and her ankle deteriorated and all this. And then they, as she became an adult, they started finding out what worked and what didn't. Both of them now just eat meat, salt and water basically every day. And their blood is fine based on what he says and things like that. So it's just, it's so interesting how different bodies react to different things. So talk a little bit about optimizing your digestion for your diet, whether you're on a plant-based diet or something else, but what's working for you right now? How how did you start getting into this, the benefits of that and what you and Matt, you know, and the creation of your company, what you guys have studied? How has that been so helpful for you and your pursuit to peak performance now later in life outside of the bodybuilding and all of that? And what's it doing for you today that really allows you to thrive? I'd love to chat on that segue from your last comment. Love Jordan Peterson. I think he's doing a great service in the world and probably the most misrepresented person on the planet. I've, you know, Absolutely. He's really mischaracterized. And, and he leads to a good point is he's found a, a a dietary success based on obviously some genetic factors. And I've dealt with that with literally thousands of clients, genetic uh, or um, epigenetic factors about how people process. But when you talk about uh, whatever diet a person leads to, and oftentimes people will go to a restrictive diet when they have compromised digestive systems because they are able to metabolize that. And I would say that's the case with Jordan and as it is with a lot of people. So, so some people will gravitate to a keto diet. Some people will gravitate to a plant-based diet. Some people, will, you know, a 40, 30, 30 diet. The, the reality is underlying all of those things has to be your capacity to break down and utilize those foods and to remove the waste products. And the reality is Time Magazine just reported that 70 million people in America are, are on prescription medication for digestive-related conditions, and that 85% of the population are going to have some sort of digestive distress over the coming year. That's 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 telling us a lot that we're- It's amazing. And you go, is this the diet? Is it this diet? Is that diet? No, I'd say, I think we're dealing with the actual functioning of the digestive system and why it gets compromised. So first, let's talk about why our digestive system gets compromised. Herbicides, pesticides, and fungicides. Those are sprayed on our food regularly to kill bugs and everything. They kill bugs by interrupting the enzyme uh, aspects of, of, of those animals. In other words, enzymes are responsible for every living being. It's the difference between the living and the dead. So the difference between stones and grass is enzymes. And enzymes perform over 25,000 functions in the body. Uh, everything from thinking to blinking requires an enzymes. And as adults, we have an enzyme bank account. Like in other words, we have a limited resource pool of these enzymes. Now, what makes humans very different from every other species out there? And that is, if I'm a zebra or I'm, I'm a tiger, let's say, and I'm going to go kill the zebra, I just go out, I knock the zebra down, I eat the entrails or where the enzymes and probiotics are, and then I go eat the rest. And I eat that in a raw state. If I'm the zebra, maybe I'm going out and eating some grass and I get that grass in a raw live state. And that means the enzymes are intact. So as soon as it goes into the body, I have the digestive capacity to break that down. Now, humans are the only species on the planet that cooks their food. And when you heat food over 114 degrees, 
you destroy all the enzymes. Now, there are advantages to cooking that you're able to take a surplus of calories and that might increase the brain growth and that sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, it also puts an extreme uh, demand on our digestive system. And so humans relative to other species have a pancreas that is four and a half times the size for our body weight. So if you look at our body weight compared to other animals, it's four and a half times. And this is largely part because we're having to produce enzymes in order to break down our food. And you go, well, well, Wade, why do we need enzymes if we're breaking it down? Because I'll give you a scenario, the turkey dinner syndrome, I call it, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, that sort of stuff. You go have the big turkey dinner with the family and they got the pie and the potatoes and, you know, mom, grandma's pickles. And, you know, you go back, it's so good. You have an extra serving. And then, and then what happens after everybody in the family's making a run for the, for the, for the couch or the floor or whatever and passing out and drooling. Now you'd think, well, I've just taken in probably the biggest surplus of calories that I possibly could take. If energy was derived just from the food, I should be able to go out and run like two marathons in a row, but nobody would do (laughs) that. Right, right. Right? So why is that? And why do I pass out? Well, what happens is the enzymatic pool is now saying, we've got this massive bulk of food to deal with. I'm going to divert energy out of my brain. I'm going to divert energy out of every virtual function that I have. And I'm just going to divert all my resources to break down and digest that food. That's my goal. And that's what I'm trying to achieve here because the body is very efficient. Now you wake up a couple hours later and what is it? You're hungry again. Well, why is that? Well, you haven't been able to absorb, digest and utilize the food that you've eaten. And you're actually in a form of starving. And this is what happens with all kinds of people. And the three main enzymes that break the food down is protease, which breaks down protein, amylase that breaks down carbohydrates and lipase that breaks down fats. Deficiencies in any one of those enzymatic productions shows up in our body. So for example, if you're not breaking down your protein, oftentimes you wake up in the morning with brain fog. Um, a lot of people end up with depression, uh, chronic halitosis, and, 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 and also with you'll get constipation, you'll get inflammation, and oftentimes you'll get bad breath, all kinds of different things. And ultimately, that also leads to a variety of other conditions, you know, which could trigger things like heart disease, diabetes, and things like that. So left over 10, 20, 30 years. Uh, if amylase, let's break down carbohydrates, you might find that you get really, really um, wild energy swings when you take in sugar or caffeine. Also, uh, there's uh, people who have diabetes and stuff often have a low amylase production. They're not able to metabolize carbohydrates very well, often because they ate a lot of sugar when they were kids, as a lot of us did. And so right. and that'll show up in those type of ways with energy or, or, or mood swings, violent mood swings where things will be really good. And then you find you have anger issues and stuff. And then things like lipase would be uh, oftentimes various conditions of the skin. If you're not breaking down your fats very well, uh, you might also be very sensitive uh, on a nervous system level. If you don't get a lot of, a lot of lipases or uh, affected by weather changes significantly. So we start to see these patterns inside of people and we'd introduce various enzymes and all of a sudden the, these problems started to go away, which is really cool. But more importantly, um, we focus, one of the big things is undigested proteins in the, in, in the food. And when we have a high protein diet in North America, when that doesn't get broken down properly due to not enough enzymes, not enough hydrochloric acid or bad probiotics or not the right probiotics in the system, these undigested food particles sit in our colon and then what's called bad bacteria will come in and start consuming those and producing 
a variety of toxins like indole and skadol and that sort of stuff, which compromise their immune system, which can affect their moves. And really, especially from a cognitive performance, really affect and impair our ability to function mentally. And, and there's a lot of evidence to demonstrate that later on in life, these are the things that lead to uh, neurocognitive degeneration, like memory loss, um, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, all these type of things are really coming down to diets and inability to digest grains, for example, is another one. So people that are going to um, specialized diets for neurocognitive performance have to recognize uh, they start off with an enzyme deficiently and they end up as, you know, an inflammatory condition that lead to a variety of things that people are suffering today. I mean, I've got a hundred questions for you here and I know we're only going to skim the surface, but I guess what would be the first step in making sure that your digestive process is working properly? You just alluded to that working properly phase a couple of times there, whether it's a meat-based diet, ketogenic diet, plant-based diet, all the things that you're saying is we've got to figure out what is being done on the inside of our body, as you said, from the inside out. If somebody's scratching their head going, man, I feel like crap all the time. I've got brain fog. I'm sure it's from the stuff that I'm eating, but I don't even know where to start on all of this. What would be the first step in making sure that your individual digestive process is working properly and where can people start today on improving that? Well, first thing I would say is let's just take an observation. If you're tired, if you're lethargic, if you're having brain fog, if you're having trouble memorizing things, if you're getting uh, bloating after eating, for example, you got to unbuckle your belt a couple times, if you're constipated or you have acid reflux or you got a variety of skin disorders, the reality is, is you're not breaking down the diet that you have. End of story. That's, I think the, so that's the first step is to say, you know what? Something's not working here. I need to do something different. I think that's the biggest step to take uh, when people are starting. Next thing, start writing down what you're eating and how you feel. Uh, I did this with all the athletes and, and, and people, uh, personal executives and things like that. I coached for over a decade and just bringing awareness to, you know, the greatest computer in the world, which is your brain and your ability to observe and identify what's going on. That's the process of a scientific process. And you, you can do this on your own without any specialized device. You can always get some testing. But then the next thing I would do for the simplest, fastest, easiest way to optimize that is to take a high quality digestive enzyme before every single meal. And if you do this, particularly some meals that you might find kind of inflammatory, you go, you know what? I really love mom's apple pie. I feel like crap after, but doggone it, I don't want to give that up. Take a handful of enzymes, take a three, four or five enzymes before that meal and see what happens afterwards. And you'll start to say, wait a second, I don't feel the side effects from that meal. Well, why is that? Because you provided the workers that allows you to break down that meal. And that's the first step. Second step, I would say, is um, you need to get a real high quality probiotic inside your system. In North America, we've focused on antibiotics for so long. And just to, just to go back, we have more bacteria in our body than we do cells, about somewhere between five and 10 times the amount. That's kind of a crazy number. So um 10% are good, 10% are bad, and 80% are opportunists. So the environment, the diet we have, and that's why sometimes we travel to other places, we get sick or we're in situations because it's a shift in what's called the microbiome. And that's the, the ratio of these good and bad bacteria inside our intestinal tract. And realize that we need these bacteria in order to break down our food. So enzymes are like cutting the grass. I would say probiotics are like mulching the grass that convert whatever our diet is into the units whether that's energy units or the building blocks that our body can absorb, utilize, and construct our physical body. 
And so you're saying we need to have both. Yeah. See, they're the only thing that does work in the body. Now I studied nutrition at university level. I took specialized courses, performance levels. Uh, I coached thousands of people uh, and I've taken, I don't know, I don't know how many books on nutrition. It's in, it's in the hundreds, right? And almost all of them gloss over the fact that the only thing that does work in the body are enzymes and probiotics. Everything else is a material or an energy unit. So if you were to build a house, right? And you brought all the materials out there. You brought the, the you know, the piping, you brought the, the, the gyp rock, you bought the cement, you bought the, the boards, the nails, the, 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 the roof, the windows, the doors and all that stuff. And you just left it at the site. Is anything going to get ha- happen? You come back two weeks later, nothing happens. You need workers and enzymes and probiotics are the workers. Now, here's the bad news. The average person, by the time they reach the age of 40, has 30% of the enzyme reserves that they have. They have a compromised probiotic levels because they've been exposed to antibacterial, biotics, uh, cleaners, uh, also uh, a variety of medical conditions or medical uh, products that will alter that. Even stress will start beating you up. And guess what? They start aging and degenerating and the people around them are doing the same thing. So they think that this is normal. And the reality is, I'm here to tell you, it's not normal. Uh, we're designed to be fully functional and operational and sharp as attack into our 70s and 80s and even beyond if you're doing these things. And if you find that you're, you're, you're struggling in those areas, uh, there's an awesome opportunity for you that there is help on the way and you can correct this. Uh, same thing with hydrochloric acid, which is the middle stage. Uh, it's a disinfectant. and it kicks out bacteria, bad bacteria and, and parasites and pathogens. It's also part of the immune system. Average 40-year-old has less than 30% of their capacity HCL and they're giving people acid reflux medications. And the reality is, is it's not because you made too much acid, you got acid reflux. It's because you didn't make enough. And acid, uh, hydrochloric acid is a naturally produced substance inside the body, which aids in the breaking down of products and disinfecting. And when there's enough of it, the little esophageal flap at the top, at the bottom of your esophagus closes. And if there's not enough, some of this acid splashes up and burns your esophagus and you get heartburn or or acid reflux. And people go, oh, I need a proton pump or I need something to cover it. I need that pink stuff or whatever. And the reality is, no, you don't. You need more hydrochloric acid so your digestive system works properly. And uh, if it's not breaking down that food, then these things, uh, food can end up being toxins inside your body. And that's what leads to the degenerative conditions, all the itises, Anything that's an itis is a form of inflammation inside the body. And that's basically, there's an irritant to the system that is doing damage to your body. And so uh, we look at correcting the digestive system. And we oftentimes will take uh, people, depending on how compromised they are, but what I've found that with 90 days of focus, with a good uh, enzyme and probiotic and HCL supplementation for those 90 days, number one, you're going to feel real a, a lot better in a couple of weeks. You're going to feel really good in about, uh, you know, the first month to two months. And then it's going to be outstanding in the third month. Because once you have your digestion back, it's, you know, all of a sudden it's easier to lose weight. It's easier to have more energy. You're waking up in the morning with less sleep because your body doesn't have to work so hard. And you find you have the energy and mental focus and clarity to do the things that we were all meant to do in life, which is not worry about our diet. I think this is so fascinating because you are the first person that I've talked to or heard or had on as a guest. I mean, people talk about probiotics and prebiotics and things like that all the time as far as the you know the, the benefits. But as far as the enzyme component, that's why I ask from what I'm picking up on your 
wording here is we have to have both of those. I get the sense that most people go out and they say, oh, I've got to have probiotics. So they get a kombucha or they get a probiotic uh, capsule that they take or they get whatever. I don't hear anybody talking about the enzyme part of this, but you're saying you've got to have both. Why do you think other people, is it just a knowledge thing, an education thing? Why are they not talking about it? Why are we not hearing about it more if both have to be there to do the work? Well, I'm going to be straight up and frank as a, as a nutritional supplement manufacturer for, uh, you know, the better parts. I've been in the industry for over 20 years. And the production of a high quality enzyme product is very expensive. And the reality is it's not in the best interest of a lot of nutritional companies to promote and produce high quality digestive enzymes simply because the margins aren't there for them to be successful with it. Now, even though there's a lot of scientific research, for example, there was studies that came out that they could take boxers who had bruises and black eyes and things like that. Instead of taking two weeks for them to recover, they would recover in three way, three, three days. People that had sprains and strains who would take weeks to recover would, would bring that down to 50 to 75% less. Um, so there's, it's basically putting more workers in the body to do all these different functions. Cause when you have one of these enzymes inside the body, um, they can do not just digest your food, but there's also a, what's called a systemic effect. You can take these enzymes on a, on an empty stomach and produce a result, but in order to make an enzyme of that quality, it's going to cost you some money. Uh, it's going to, it's going to put some work in and a lot of nutritional companies who do a lot of the promotion and development, they'd say, oh, I'd rather, you know, give something with some caffeine or some stimulant and get a, give a boost out of it or do something that's in vogue that will make them more money. And for me, and for my business partner, we, we, we didn't start off trying to make a company. We were just concerned with how do we become the best versions of ourselves? How do we be successful as, you know, family members? How do we be successful as business owners? How do we be successful as athletes? And how do we prolong our performance for as long as possible? And we cultivated for that. And then we kind of found a following of people said, Hey, yeah, I feel this way. I'm, I'm willing to invest in my health. I, I recognize if I want to perform at a high level and I want to do things that other people can't do, I have got to make sure that I'm optimizing my system. And this seems like an easy way to do it. And, uh, that's what we did and we haven't stopped yet. That's awesome. I'll tell you my experience and why I wanted to get you on. Cause I know this is a lot of your work is I know that the brain and gut connection, you know, more serotonin they found is produced in the gut. I believe about 80% of it than actually the brain where most people thought it was. And so much of the gut, and the brain connection are going to lead us to higher levels of peak performance if it's there and optimized and properly functioning and it's not going to, if it's not, we're filling our bodies full of crap and you know, those sort of things, which is, which are the things you educate people on. But my experience with most probiotics have been that I hear people talking about them. And so I feel somewhat irresponsible if I don't go and drink some kombucha or I don't go and take a capsule that I've tried before from, I won't mention the company's names, or have a yogurt that claims to be super high in probiotics. Honestly, I've never felt anything different from those. I, I keep toying around with them because I hear so many people talk about them. But maybe it's because I don't have that second part of the worker, the enzyme part. But I figured there's a lot of people out there that feel the same way. They go and buy all this stuff that says high levels of probiotics or whatever. The only thing that I, uh, as a disclaimer, I'm affiliated with this product. It's Ample. They've got well-sourced probiotics and prebiotics and all kinds of great stuff in there. That really moves the needle for me. But I think that's because there's so much nutrition packed into that thing. I don't know specifically how the probiotics and prebiotics are doing, but if I've ever singled out certain things. And I, I want you to speak a little bit more to what you're doing from a probiotic state or what you're using and how we source good probiotics. I'm so glad you asked that question. And I'll tell you why. 
there's a t- test that's out we're, and we're scratching the surface of the probiotic uh, conversation. And I'm going to give some links afterwards to, that allow people to go deeper because, you know, for timing aspect. But the reality is, is there's a new test out uh, that's a home test, which is called the Viome test by Naveen Jane. Oh, yeah. And what he's been able to demonstrate is something that we've been talking about for 15 years, my business partner and I, and that is that most of the probiotics t- people are taking are dead when they take them or are insufficient or not active enough or not powerful enough to make any amount of difference inside the body. So you're wasting your money on it. You're just wasting your money on a lot of them. And the only way to know that you have a probiotic that is effective is something that has been tested scientifically and proven to work. And so we uh, worked with a medical doctor, uh, the same guy that helped me recover my body. He cultivated, he took a, a very powerful strain that was well known and he put it through, what would you call it? A, a, a training process. In other words, if you subject a bacteria culture to a certain level of condition, some of them will die and some of them will adapt. And he created a systematized, structured, scientific way to turn an ordinary bacteria strain into what I call like a Navy SEALs black ops group that would go through the whole body. Second thing, they realized that colonizing strains or what's mostly marketed out there is something that's going to develop and cultivate inside your, in your intestinal tract, that those strains oftentimes didn't get hold or were destroyed in the digestive process. So he needed something that was going to go through the whole body, which is called a transient strain, something that would go in, kill the bad guys, kill the viruses, kill all these different things and move on. Uh, just like a special force military unit would do, right? The Navy SEALs don't hang out to guard things. They go in, take care of the problem, and then someone else runs things uh, that in a little bit more uh, easier manner. So he developed right, this product right. with, and we worked with him. And the bottom line is, is we were able to prove in a patented process, this is a scientific patent, the product, not only is it maintainable in the gastrointestinal tract, it's also antiviral, antiretro, antiretroviral, it's protolytic, and that means it breaks down protein, which is where most of the undigested pro, uh, problems come from. Undigested protein in the system is what leads to these different functions. And if you break down uh, your protein properly, that is where you produce these things like uh, neurotropic factors like serotonin and other important neurocognitive neurotransmitters. And we're big into the brain-gut connection and why that's important, and, and we were able to demonstrate scientifically in a patented process to say, hey, you can't get a patent if you can't prove it. So no patent, no proof. So if you're out there searching for a probiotic, find one that has a patent. And if it doesn't have one, well, you know, who knows what you're getting? You're better off, um, I would say on a probiotic level, is going off and finding fermented foods that support your dietary practice. So for example, in all the cultures where probiotics have been successfully used throughout human history, if you go to Asia, they have, you know, things like, you know, kimchi and, uh, and, you know, a variety of different products. If you go into, um, you know, Bulgaria, which is the first studies on uh, L. bulgaricus, which was de- developed by Bulgarian peasants that made this special kefir with a probiotic fermentation. Uh, and these people live long lives. And if you look at, you know, maybe Germanic background, they used a lot of sauerkraut. So, you know, again, going over to Korea and these type of things in Japan, miso. So these, there's fermented foods throughout history. Uh, you talked about kombucha. I'm a bit of a kombucha connoisseur. I like to experiment with a lot. All of these can be supportive of the diet that you might be eating. And they were cultivated in local environments so you could provide a source of probiotics for that. However, in the modern world, 
we don't know the state of her food, you know, what it's been subjected to, irritation, you know, preservatives, chemicals, additives, all these different things that we were competing with. So the reality is if I'm going to make it here in North America, uh, I need to have a probiotic that can go in, wipe out the bad guys, take care of the good guys, support that. And uh, that's why we focused on that particular single strain of probiotics that we cultivated and proved to work. If you're taking a probiotic on a regular basis, should you also be eating fermented foods? I mean, I'm sure it maybe doesn't hurt to do both, but is it something that both need to be there as well? Or do you kind of solve one with the other? I'm a big advocate of, you know, experimenting with fermented foods. And the reason is, is oftentimes with fermented foods, you'll get what's called a colonizing strain or strains that are supportive of that particular digestive, you know, uh, area. And one of the reasons I like drinking kombucha, but I'm, if you're looking for maximum benefit with minimal amount of time, that's why we cultivated the probiotic strain that we did, because it's not just about breaking down the digestive system uh, or breaking down your food. This actually seeks out viruses, retroviruses, bacteria cultures, and goes out and annihilates the thing that causes problems. So we're, we're, we're taking a much more aggressive approach and something that's applicable virtually universally. And the results speak for themselves. I mean, the reality is, is people who used to get sick all the time, who traveled a lot in planes, don't get sick anymore. We've had people on the floor, and I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen this going to events in Mexico, weddings and things like that, where people all get sick from a buffet or something. And I had people on the floor with, you know, to be graphic, you know, with food poisoning, projectile vomiting or coming out of both ends and stuff, I'll give them a handful of these probiotics 15 minutes later, they're fine. It's that potent and that powerful. And I always say, if your probiotic can't wipe out food poisoning within a short period of time, maybe you want to go with something a little bit more powerful. That's so interesting. So you're saying that both taking both is, is good, but based on the strain you guys created, it's really yours is really solving the need that's there, even if you do it on its own by itself. Exactly. And it's something also with most probiotic strains, you're taking them with food. We actually suggest that you use our probiotic uh, at night before you go to bed. You can just keep it by your nightstand and, you know, take, you know, four before you go to bed and they'll go through the system and clean up your entire body while you're sleeping. And so, you know, after most people, after a couple of weeks, if they're suffering from brain fog, they wake up in the morning and go, wow, I feel rested. I'm waking up earlier and I have absolutely no brain fog. And that's a testament that they're cleaning up the bad guys who are producing all those toxins that are fogging up your brain. How is this different from the detoxing such as charcoals or benzonite clay, those sort of things that go in and grab stuff and pull it out? Is is it similar? Is it very different? Well, very different from the standpoint. And I'm certainly those things can be very effective in people's diets. And and, and at various times, I, I do believe under the guidance of a good professional, those come in handy. Uh, particularly if you're dealing with a lot of uh, heavy metal toxicity or other chemical agents that you can use those to absorb those nasty chemicals. Those are what I would say materials. In other words, those are uh, sponges and scrapers, if you will, to kind of clean out the system where the probiotic is an intelligent uh, technology that's going into your body. It is a living organism that becomes active inside your body that goes in and does a variety of specific tasks, which will improve the quality of your life and the quality of your health. How does alcohol impact this? I know, you know, so much of the gut and brain connection that we've talked about here, health people, people that are Navy SEALs, it's like, hey, I want to have a drink every now and then. And unfortunately, they're drinking beer, they're drinking some of the worst toxic, you know, the way it's processed and all the carbs and everything out there. How does that really damage the works for somebody who's maybe done this for a couple of weeks? Like you said, they're waking up, they're feeling more refreshed, they're great. 
And then all of a sudden they go to a wedding or they go somewhere and they have a great time with friends and drink a little bit too much alcohol of the bad type. I mean, does that just completely reset them back to zero? Does this help keep them in a state of neutrality better than they were before when they were still drinking, but not taking these strains? How does that really impact all the work that's being done? Great question. And I'm, I'm going to give you a little, I'm going to give you a little hack on that one to help people out because I deal with it all the time. Um, when it comes to metabolizing alcohol, obviously there's a, there's a wide variance of people. Do they produce the enzymes in order to break down and utilize that alcohol? And that varies significantly in the population where on one level, one drink and a person becomes an alcoholic to other people um, who can you know drink regularly and still function okay. So that has to do with the amount of liver enzymes that your body produces. What I would suggest to people is if you're going to go out and drink is uh, before you go to bed, Number one, drink at least, you know, a liter of water before you go to bed to hydrate the system because all enzyme activity works better in a hydrated environment. Number two, take a hands handful of really powerful proteolytic enzymes and uh, that'll clear, that'll support your liver. Did you say before you go out drinking yeah, or before, do you before you go to bed? Yeah, before do it after. Well, the thing is, is okay. when, when the, I will say this, if you take a handful of these, you know, like the enzymes that we produce, you take a handful of these after you've been drinking, you know, you're feeling a little tipsy, it'll sober you up pretty quick. Uh, the ability to metabolize booze or alcohol is directly related to the amount of enzymes that you have available to do that. And alcohol is read as a toxin inside your body and your liver will process all toxins out of the body. And so if I take a handful of these enzymes after I've been drinking, it gives me more workers, more resources to metabolize that alcohol and it clears people up. Uh, it helps them avoid the hangover the next day so that they're feeling great and they get back to uh, their super self. So it's not about being perfect on your diet. It's about knowing what items you can use to navigate this thing called life. Because you know what? Maybe people want to go have a few drinks. Maybe people want to have grandma's cake. Maybe, you know, all that sort of stuff. And how do you, how can you kind of do that without guilt and without the side effects Meanwhile, as you keep building a next level of health and performance for yourself, and that's what we're all about at our company, and it's why we do the education component so so deeply, and and we share this message with everybody because I think everyone can benefit. I've heard you say before you're not a huge fan of refrigerated probiotics. Can you speak to that? Yeah, the reason being is is um, the idea of refrigeration is to keep the the growth of uh, the probiotic from expanding. So probiotics will have a doubling rate every well, it's, it can be either weeks, days, or hours depending on the aggressiveness of the strain. And the idea of putting a refrigerated product is so that you can keep it from growing and dividing and, and eventually going bad because they, they have a limited shelf life and that they're put with a certain amount of food, to, prebiotics formulation to keep them alive. And then, you know, hopefully they stay in a refrigerated state. The challenge is when you're going from manufacturing to storage to going to the warehouse and then sitting on a store shelf. Oftentimes, those timelines are in excess and you're not getting the amount of probiotics that's saying on the label or that was designed when it first went into it, or you might not be getting any if those conditions have been altered. And so I feel that for, for the most part, you're going to be a lot more successful if you have a what's called a freeze-dries formula with no additives, nothing that you can't pronounce. So for example, when we produce probiotics, we freeze-dry them. Uh, with a, a rice bran, which is a basically it takes out all of the bran, all the problems, just a, a food, a prebiotic food for the, for the bacteria and a plant-based capsule. That's all that's in it. And what that does is, is 
it, it puts it in a suspended state. And as soon as you pop it into the body, the heat and moisture of your body will activate it. And that uh, strain will die, uh, double in your body every 20 minutes. Very, very aggressive. Where something like kombucha would take three, four days for it to go through that doubling process uh, with a, a really potented stain. You can get it in every 20 minutes. So you get more bang for your buck. So the whole counts, uh, you know, how many counts per, how many units they might have or whatever is not always indicative of the effectiveness. It's about how quickly it doubles, how many are alive when you get to, when you get to utilize it. And I feel that refrigeration just puts way too many complications between you and that product being effective. We talked about clay, benzonite clay, charcoal, those sort of things, and how they're a little bit different. I know with those things, they are, some of them are so powerful, you don't want to take prescription medication, those sort of things within about two hours. Is this the same way, like as it's going in, trying to find things that could be toxic or whatever, if you're taking certain types of medication or vitamins or things like that, that you need to be working for you, do you want to really wait a period of time before you're using your product on each side of that as well, or does it affect that very differently? You know, that's the beauty of this. Uh, and of course, always check with your physician. I'm not here to give medical advice, of course, or treat or diagnose any illness. We have to say that, of course, from the legal plan standpoints. But the reality is, is uh, there really isn't any contraindications for enzymes and probiotics. What I will say, uh, enzymes before your meals and probiotics that our probiotic before bed are the most effective formats to utilize those. Um, I will say if you have gastritis or ulcers, uh, do not take a proteolytic enzyme. And the reason being is, is that the protease will start digesting your ulcers or your gastritis condition, that inflammation condition. You want to take a particular gastric enzyme for maybe a month or so before you move to a proteolytic enzyme because uh, that's the that's the one contraindication that you will get. Are there any other conditions of the body that you know of? And again, as you said, you're not here to give medical advice. So this is just kind of your take on this, right? But any other conditions that people might be dealing with out there, such as the ulcers you just mentioned, where they really need to steer clear or really need to do this in a different way that maybe they don't know about? Yeah, I think uh, if you have an ulcerative condition or a gastritis situation, which is a kind of an inflammation, you want to go and get an ND in your, in your corner. And one of the things I talk about in our awesome health education course is Getting what I call a Jedi Council of, of of advisors who can provide you insight outside of your general practitioner. You have to realize your GP or your medical system, they're not taught nutrition. They're not taught any of these things. And so going to them, they're going to poo-poo it because no matter how smart they are, you only know what you've been taught. You need to get a naturopathic doctor. You need to maybe get a nutritionist or a chiropractor who's versed and familiar with these areas that can provide uh, another perspective of how you can... Uh, address a lifestyle related component uh, to your life. And that's what we advocate. So uh, I think, I think again, on an individual basis to basis, that's the best route to go get some testing. And then oftentimes they can take a product that you've been given and they can test to see if that's right for your uh, particular constitution. I know one of the things that I've heard about you is you do a long water fast twice a year and a one day water fast once a week. And you do maybe some other types of fasting, including that, the water fast. What are some other biohacking tools that you're using right now or life hacking tools that you're using to really help step up into that peak performance arena? Yeah, I'd love to share that with you. Uh, so I created what's called the Awesome Health Formula. Awesome is an acronym. Air, water, exercise, sunlight optimizers, mental beliefs and attitudes, education, testing, coaching. And these are the seven areas that we address based on in systematic order. In other words, figuring out your air process, because you can go, you know, weeks without food, you can go days without water, but you can only go minutes without air. So I think 
Learning a, a deep breathing process is very, very important. You know, if you look at almost all of the high performers out there, they're forming some sort of meditation practice. And that's basically to get yourself, you know, switching from sympathetic or parasympathetic to sympathetic or, uh, organisms. In other words, in our day-to-day -day life, we're very beta and we want to get into an alpha or a theta state, or a more relaxed nervous system state that we can kind of access a, another aspect of our brain chemistry. And the easiest way to do that is through a breathing practice doesn't cost very much money. You can get a, you can go online and get some breathing practices that have been proven effective. You can use this in order for healing processes. I think, uh, Andrew Weil has, uh, documented scientific evidence of different, eight different types of breath that have been proven to reduce all kinds of medical conditions. I think that's a very, very important process air. Second part I would say is getting your water figured out. The bottom line is we're lucky in North America that we have municipal water, but they add a lot of chemical agents that are, have deteriorous effects on our body, fluoride and chlorine being the big ones. And then uh, a variety of medical uh, products, which are, you know, through recycling, get into your, into your water system that can have problems. So a good filtration system, um, I use, I like to use a membrane filtration system first with a mineralizer and then adding uh, an ionization unit, a, a water ionizer, because you can make a lot of electrical anti, electrical based antioxidants, which could cut down inflammation. I think that's uh, a, a must. And I literally travel with my water machine and I travel with a shower filter. I put it on showers and hotels and everything because I know that chlorine and fluorine, all those chemicals are not good for my body. So you've got them in travel size as well. I think that's the thing people, you know, they, they get yeah. this big setup in their home and they're real proud of it. And they're like, oh, look at what, you know, what I have. And then they can't travel with it. So yours is. Yeah, I, I put this all in my, I literally put this all in my carry-on bag. I have a. I have a shower filtration system. I have a water ionizer. I have my enzymes, my probiotics inside that. I have a uh, mineral drops, these vitamin and mineral drops that are liquid format that I can add to my water. Um, I, I oftentimes I'll, I'll use a mini trampoline. Uh, I like to use a cellar sizer. It actually is portable as well. So a mini trampoline is probably the most effective form of exercise. 15 minutes a day is all a person needs. And so uh, I start with the day with, uh, you know, drink a big, I do a little bit of meditation practice, deep breathing. And then I drink at least a liter of water before I do anything. And oftentimes I'll drink two, three, four liters of water if I'm intermittent fasting. Like I may eat right now, I'm doing one meal a day. I only eat once a day. And that's been great. And then, uh, how long have you, how long are you planning on keeping that up for? Is it just, you're just cycling? Through yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do that for, you know, about 12 weeks and then I'll go back to a more diet, a regular diet. You know, so I, I'm always running various experiments and tests. Uh, you know, I never stop because, you know, if you want to be on the what I call the bleeding edge, hey, let's uh, let's hear what someone has to say. Let's experiment and try it. And I usually try it from a plant based side. And my partner, he tries it from a keto based side. So we're covering both ends of the spectrum and we we compare notes and, and do our analysis and then and give our feedback to each each of us. And then we try and uh, incorporate that in our education system of what we learned and or where we failed. Sometimes it, we, we, it doesn't work, you know, and uh, we, we share that as well. I know it varies like right now with your fasting and things like that, but a typical when you're on just a regular eating schedule where you're doing maybe two meals a day or three meals a day, however you're setting that up, what would a typical plant-based day look like for you in just a normal like, hey, I'm not testing crazy things out today or anything like that. I'm in my normal state. What does that look like for you? Yeah, first thing in the morning, I'll, I'll make myself a, a, a big smoothie. Uh, it'll be my first meal of the day, which will contain uh, usually about 30 grams of uh, a combination of plant proteins. 
You know, uh, I, I like um, pea, hemp, and pumpkin if I can get it. Of course, rice you can use. I, I'm not as big a fan of rice protein as some people are, but um, I'll put those inside that. I'll put some some fruit. I do well on fruit. Not everybody does. And and blend that all up into a drink and slam that back with my enzymes and my vitamins and minerals all combined and some essential fatty acids, either MCT, brain octane, or uh, uh, Udo's oil. It's, so uh, one of those oils, I'll add that all together and slam that back. It gives me lots of nutrition. Then my second meal a day would be uh, a ginormous salad. I, mean, it's, I, I eat at Whole Foods a lot because yeah. I'm on the road a lot and I just land and I go to the first thing I do is I go to Whole Foods and I have it myself a big salad so I don't get caught up if you're in business meetings and stuff and I want to fill myself up and I'll add usually to that salad uh, three eggs uh, so I will eat eggs um, so I add three eggs and I'll do a bunch of nuts in it and then uh, what I call a rainbow salad I'll try and grab fruits and ve- or vegetables particularly from every different color stream that I can get so I in, inadvertently, I go up to the counter and people go, wow, that's a beautiful salad. I get this everywhere I go. It's, it's, it's amazing. And I'll, I'll eat that in the middle of the day. And then in the evening, oftentimes, you know, you do business meetings and stuff or you're meeting up with people. Um, I'll just eat what they're having. We'll go to a restaurant and I'll order some, you know, regular food with everybody else. I'll take my enzymes and stuff with it. And, and if it's dessert, I'll have dessert and not worry about it. And uh, I feel really grateful. Uh, that I'm able to do that. And then if I find that, you know, I have a set weight range, if my weight starts to get a little bit too high, uh, I'll implement, you know, some intermittent fasting where I only eat in the six hour window or even right now, like I'm doing a one hour window uh, per day. And, and till I get back to my, what I call my normal optimal health weight. And then on onwards I go. Cause it's, so I always keep that kind of cushion because travel is extremely challenging and I travel a lot. And for those who are traveling, having those parameters is very, very effective and having these tools at your at your disposal comes in handy. So um, for people who want to find out more information, now I'm an education first company. We don't just sell products. We help transform lives. And we our, our focus is we fix digestion, but our goal is to end physical suffering and to activate awesome health. That's our, our goal, our mission, our role, and we do a great job of it. So for your listeners, we're going to do something special that they can get access to our awesome health course for free. It's $6,000 worth of coaching. We usually charge like 300 bucks for it, but I'm going to give it away for free at bioptimizers.com slash success 101. So bioptimizers.com slash success 101. What you're going to get is you're going to get the complete awesome health course. And it's a series of it's basically 12 weeks of videos, 84 different videos in five to 15 minutes. And you can go through the course systematically. You can pick and choose. You want to learn more about probiotics. You want to learn more about enzymes. If you're suffering from, um, you know, acid reflux, constipation, uh, or any other digestive gas, bloating, uh, any heartburn, any of those conditions, we have a interviews with a naturopathic doctor that can demonstrate all the things that you do. And then all the little tools and tricks and people that I've been able to learn from are inside that course and it's yours for free. So you can just learn at your own pace. And then we break it all down into a 15 minute a day routine that virtually anybody can do to optimize their, their program. And then of course, along with that, you're going to get some bonuses and discounts for people who want to experiment and try our products. Thanks so much for offering that. And and I love the way you said, it's not just about offering the products. It's about helping people understand this. And that's, I'm, I'm looking at it on the website here that you guys are going to go to 
whenever you go to that link that he just mentioned, and again, I'll link all that up in show notes, but it's got all the videos here. It's everything is here. But going back to our point earlier, which is what I've known for a long time, whether it's the supplement industry back when I used to work out way more and lift weights six days a week and all of that. And, you know, as a young guy, I thought I had to be on every supplement under the sun. And then you get older and realize, hey, I wasted tons and tons, hundreds, maybe thousands of dollars on just crap, not even healthy stuff that I was putting in my body. But then you get out as an adult, you start trying to look into this type of stuff, whether it's probiotics or kombucha or that. You said it earlier, you waste a lot of money on things. You know, basically, it's like you don't know the education or, or behind it. So I appreciate you sharing that as far as how you can educate people on how to do this. Wade, thanks so much. We got to get you out of here so you can go to India. I know you got a long trip ahead of you here from California. So we thank you for your time. I know people are going to get a ton out of this. It's not only actionable steps and education behind this, but actually the course uh, that goes along with it. So I hope you guys listening in take the time to do that since it is offered for free. We'll link everything up in show notes, including the link that Wade mentioned. And uh, thanks so much for your time and for changing lives out there. Thanks, Jared. Really appreciate being here. And uh, thank you for doing what you do in the world. It makes a big difference to, to share your information and your mindset. And the questions were awesome. So really appreciate that. Guys, what an amazing show with Dr. Wade Lightheart today. If you guys would like to connect directly with me, please shoot my team an email to info at success101podcast.com or you can catch me in the world of social media on Instagram under Jared Warren Consulting or under Jared Warren at Facebook. I'll catch you guys on the next awesome episode. Until then. Until then.